really sad to say that this podcast has some pretty terrible sound quality. I'm really sorry about that. I was using my earbud for the first time and I did not realize that the microphone was not going to be good. But I, I really don't have time to completely redo this. So I hope you'll still listen to it and get through it. And next time, I promise I will not use that microphone. All right, thanks. Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I hope everyone's having a good day. We have been really busy around my house doing some home improvements. We ripped out some really old, nasty carpet and uh, replaced it with tile. And we also painted the living room. I should say I painted the living room. And uh, that also involved taking off the baseboards or trim. And, um, of course, we had to take everything off the walls. We had to move the furniture around because we couldn't really take it out of the room. We didn't really have anywhere to put it. So lots of furniture moving, and we have several bookcases, so that meant taking books off the bookcases and moving them, and one of them fell apart, one of those lovely kind that are basically held together by little tiny nails and some cardboard on the back. So when that cardboard comes off, the whole shelf crumbles. So now I have to decide if I'm going to try to nail that thing back together or just throw it in the trash and (laughs) buy a new one. Um, You know, we all love that cheap furniture that you can buy in a box, but it really does not hold up well to being moved around the house. But after almost a week of work and like, Back breaking, bending and squatting, knee killing, squatting and uh, lung destroying, dust inhalation. Our our living room and dining room looks so good. It's just really, uh, really nice to be able to walk into the room and not say, "Ugh, this carpet is so gross." The carpet is gone. Hallelujah. And if we if we all say a prayer, maybe the trash man will take it because we put it out by the road for the trash. So let's hope that that happens. Otherwise, I guess we'll have to take it to the dump. But anyway, uh, one night during this labor-intensive weekend, we decided to watch a movie. So today's podcast is going to be a review of the new movie that just came out on Netflix called Thunder Force. But first, a word from Anchor Podcast. So, Thunder Force. Um, or should we call it No Thunder, No Force? Because this movie was definitely a clunker. And I never look at other people's reviews until I do my own review. But I did have to take a quick glance to uh, get some names 
to fill in in this review. And I did see that uh, other people agreed with me, and it got, I think, a 4.4 on the IMD rating. Uh, IMDB, I'm sorry, Internet Movie Database, I think that is. And the, uh, the Green Tomatoes or whatever website gave it a pretty low score, too. I forget what it was. But anyway, um, let's talk about the movie. Why did we decide to watch this movie? Well, probably because it has two big-name actresses in it. Um, one is Octavia Spencer, who you probably know from The Help and Hidden Figures. And in those two movies, she plays a really smart lady, uh, kind of, you know, uh, serious and strong character. So I thought, okay, well, but she's good. And then Melissa McCarthy is, she's been in quite a few comedies and, you know, she's kind of annoying, but sometimes, you know, she can make me laugh quite a bit. Um, even though I don't always like the movies that she's in, just because they always have some kind of stupid political undertone. Well, guess what? This movie is full of those political undertones or PC messages or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but that's why we decided to watch it, because of those two actresses. But it was pure determination and laziness and exhaustion that kept us watching this movie until the end. Actually, my husband did fall asleep uh, but then he woke up and I uh, saw the ending. I kept watching even though I really wanted to go to bed because 10 o'clock is my bedtime and 10 o'clock came and went and I was like, Ugh, when is this movie going to be over? But I wanted to see, you know, what other cliches and, and um, messages would be thrown at us before the credits rolled. It was obvious from the beginning that this movie was going to be bad when the opening scene was not even funny. Or, and it really didn't even make sense. So let's, let's just describe the premise of the movie. The two, the two ladies, uh, in the beginning, they, they're two little girls in school who become friends. Uh, one of them is black and one is white. Of course, the formula for all movies now, we can't just have two white people, two black people, whatever. Got to always have some, a, some, um, a sampling of races as if that is always the norm. Not that I have anything wrong with that. It's just so formulaic. But, okay, so Octavia Spencer plays a girl whose parents have been killed due to the actions of a, a villain, and in the movie, these villains are called miscreants, and they are basically super, super villains, you know, they have powers. Well, this girl makes it her goal in life to avenge her parents' death. She lives with her grandmother, so she has to go to a new school, and she meets Melissa McCarthy in the school when 
some bullies in the in the schoolyard, you know, to try to try to bully her. And Melissa McCarthy comes out there and, and sticks up for the smart girl. Well, this this sets them up to be friends, and they go through all their school years together. But then um, Octavia Spencer goes off to a good college, and Melissa McCarthy drives a forklift, lifting um, containers off of a ship or something, which that was actually kind of cool to see that really big forklift that could just pick up those giant containers. So I actually enjoyed that scene. Okay, so it comes time for a high school reunion. So Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer have lost touch with each other. So Melissa decides she's going to hunt down Octavia and try to get her to come to the high school reunion. She still, she still misses her, but they've lost touch. So she tracks her down, and she actually goes to her office to try to get her to come to this, um, this reunion. And that's where things go back. So let's let's uh, let's make sure I'm not leaving anything out. Um, well, when she gets there, the uh, Octavia Spencer, I can't remember her name in the in the movie, but anyway, she's the smart one, the black one. She says, you know, oh, I'm really busy. I don't want to go to this party, and. She tells Melissa McCarthy to wait in this room, and while she's gone, she sits down in this chair that looks like a dentist chair and pushes a button, and these needles come into her face. You know, these arms come around and inject her face with some chemicals that Octavia Spencer was going to use for herself to make her into a superhero. So she's very upset because there's, there was only one batch of those chemicals, and they were meant for her. But now they're in Melissa McCarthy, so that means she's going to be the superhero. Well, I really like Octavia Spencer, but she does not play this role very well. She has a certain face that it doesn't change expressions very well. And since this is supposed to be basically a comedy action movie, you kind of need some different expressions. And in that scene, she would have been, she tried to act like she was really mad, but she couldn't really, she didn't really show it very well. That was one scene that she did not pull off. Now, Melissa McCarthy acts like, a, you know, she's really sorry that she accidentally took her superhero serum, but there's nothing she can do. So they develop a plan, and one of them is going to, so there was two superpowers. There's invisibility and there's super strength. So Octavia Spencer is going to get the invisibility serum, and Melissa McCarthy is going to get the super strength. So the rest of this movie is about them going through the 
receiving the serum and getting stronger and developing their powers in their in their lab where she works and doing all kinds of stuff and there's there's some scenes that are mildly funny but some of them are are just like cringy because they look so painful to the I don't know they're just not that good um the script felt very thrown together even though some of the scenes and the uh, sets were pretty were pretty complex probably CGI I don't know um, Jason Bateman is also in the movie kind of a side role he plays a very strange character he is a bad guy he, he works for the, the main bad guy and he but he has a conscience too so like he's a bad guy with a conscience but Something weird happened to him when he was snorkeling and he got bitten by a radioactive claw, a crab, and now he has claws for arms. And at one point in the movie, he and McCarthy go out on a date and then they try to have a romantic scene that was supposed to be funny, but it was just really weird and creepy. Um, but he ends up kind of helping her out in their pursuit of the bad guys. Now, my favorite character was the daughter of Octavia Spencer. And I'm sorry, I forget her name in the movie, but her real name is Taylor Mosby. And this girl is a really good actress. I, I liked her, and I liked her role in the movie. She plays just like a normal person, and, um, and really the only like sane one in the whole movie and that is not annoying and her her bravery and her actions actually contribute to uh, everyone being saved at the end of the movie so i think there's a message there about the fact that a college age girl is going to save the world when the two bumbling middle-aged women couldn't do it uh, some of the other messages in the movie included the uh, ob very obvious pro-female theme, which is pretty common in Melissa McCarthy movies. There's usually not a whole lot of men in her movies. Um, even the bad guy, the main villain in this movie, is a female, and and she is a white woman who has some kind of accent. I don't know her name, I'm sorry. But, like, she has her eyebrows shaved off, so she looks really weird. But anyway, she has, like, a power of shooting lasers, and that's the one who killed the parents of Octavia Spencer. So she's the main bad guy. And then some other messages are that genetic modification is kind of a part of the part of the science during this time and also technology is, is very much everywhere and used in everything which you know that's like right around the corner and then there's also uh, the typical plot of good guys versus bad guys but in this case the bad guys didn't seem to have much of a goal other than wanting power and to kill people in fact, killing was mentioned many times, 
I guess they thought it was funny, but it really wasn't a very well done joke. Uh, the, the main bad guy is a political candidate running for mayor of Chicago. And when he gets mad, his eyes turn red, like, I guess, like he's a devil or something. And um, that's the one who Jason Bateman works for. And then um, there are two discussions of homosexuality, um, but strangely, no one in the movie is playing. There are no gay characters. Um, there is a kind of an annoying scene where the grandmother assumes that Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy are about to tell her that they're getting married. And when they say, no, we both like men, the grandmother is disappointed and tells them that they should at least try it, which really, that's, that's just annoying. Uh, and then there's another female who turns out to be a bad guy and I won't let you, I won't tell you which one who that is. So uh, one part of the movie that I really did enjoy were, were the drone views of the city of Chicago, uh, the downtown area, because there are some really beautiful buildings and the river that flows through. So that was really cool to see. Now there were a few jokes that made us laugh out loud, but not that many. Uh, mostly we were just groaning and sleeping. So watch at your own risk. Let me know if you feel like it was worth your time or if you feel like it is uh, a waste of your time and you didn't even finish it. Um, P.S. I'm sure some people wonder why I still have Netflix because of the cutie thing. I know a lot of conservatives and Christians canceled Netflix during that time and for other reasons as well. And you know, I, I do feel a little guilty for still having it, but my adult kids share my account. And there are certain series, like from like the early 2000s, that they really enjoy watching. And, you know, I just, I don't want to take that little bit of joy away from them because life is kind of depressing right now for young people. And, you know, if they if they found a show that they like, then I'm not going to take that away from them. But eventually, yeah, I'm sure I'll have to end end the Netflix uh, relationship um, because it it's just getting worse and worse and more and more expensive. We're up to about 15 bucks a month now, which is really too much for me. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this review of Thunder Force the movie, the Netflix production, available now on Netflix. It came out in the early April, so it's fairly new. I'm sure it'll be around for a while. Alrighty then. I hope you all have a great day and a check back. I'm going to try to get some more podcasts on. I, I really appreciate all of the listens on my last podcast about the arc of the Skype. That one um, got more listens than any other one I've done so far. <clears throat> I just got some more Neil Schusterman books in the mail yesterday. So 
I will start reading those as soon as I finish putting my house back together and we'll get you out some book reviews soon. All right. Take care. Don't forget to subscribe and send me your comments to Blue Skies and Green Pastures blog at gmail.com. Bye.